This is the Koinos Community Church Podcast. Subscribe so that you can join us regularly as we look to find ways to close the gap between who we are and who God longs for us to be. I would say you could be seated, but I never invited you to stand, so there goes that. <clears throat> also, I couldn't, I couldn't decide if I wanted to say tis or twas in the middle of that song. I don't know if you caught that, so I said twos. It was twos grace, that talking. Twas, tis, I couldn't decide. I went with twos. It's probably the Middle English or something like Probably. That. All right, so... Through the Lenten season, we've been in this series, and we've ca- I've called it, this is the way, I don't know what you're calling it, rubbish, I don't know what you're calling it, it's not rubbish, it's good, it's all good. Um, but if you've been, I've used this picture on the right, the, this is the way, because I kind of use that as the, he's, Jesus is heading to Jerusalem, he's heading to the cross. And now today we're going to look at a story, um, Amanda read part of it earlier, of people heading away from Jerusalem. And um, so we've been heading to the cross, and now the cross has happened. Jesus is resurrected. And Jesus can meet us on either one of these roads, uh, whether we're going in the direction that we're supposed to go or we're, we're leaving or we're going someplace else. Um, but we can encounter him, um, but will we always recognize him? The story said that they didn't really, they weren't sure that, was, they didn't know that was him. Their eyes were closed to it. So a question for us today is, can we see him? Can we see Jesus on the road that we're on? Before we get too far into that, will you guys pray with me? God, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be pleasing in your sight and helpful to those who hear them. Pray that you would speak to us, that you would open our eyes, that you would reveal yourself to us. You're right here with us. Help us to see you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. So the couple in our story is leaving Jerusalem. They have been a part of the festivities at Passover, and that's kind of the traditional time of when Easter is for us as well. And so they're leaving Jerusalem. Lots of people have come to Jerusalem for the Passover. Some are going to stay for a long time and hang out and do the thing, and others are heading back to other places. And so... They're leaving Jerusalem. Um, there's a parallel in this to an earlier story in Luke. And Luke is um, pretty, uh, they're, they all do a tremendous job of telling the story and kind of having meaning behind the story for people. And so there was another couple that was leaving Jerusalem about the time of Passover um, 20-something years ago. And it's Mary and Joseph, Jesus' parents. And so they're at Passover. They leave Passover Jesus is 12 years old. And so you may be familiar with this story. So they're leaving Passover. They're going out of Jerusalem. And it's been about a three-day journey. And they decide, oh, wait, where's our preteen son, Jesus? He's not with us, which is kind of odd. That wouldn't probably happen to most of us. But back then, family, friends, you know, they figured he had to be with somebody. He was with his cousins or something. Nope. So they go back to Jerusalem, and they find him in Jerusalem. And so you may be familiar with that story. We'll come back to that, put a pin in that. But you have this couple that have left Jerusalem, and they don't have Jesus with them. They don't know where Jesus is. Okay? Similar to the couple today, 
they're leaving Jerusalem, they're not really sure exactly where Jesus is because somebody said that he was alive, but they haven't seen him. So we have those two different stories. And I want to kind of get into the stuff. Amanda had kind of led off with those that couple, them having a, having a conversation as they're leaving Jerusalem. Um, and then they, they finish it with, and he's been he he's not with us anymore. We don't know where we we don't know what what happened. Have you not heard what happened? And then Jesus said to them, and this is in verse thirteen. I can't remember the verse it's in, but Julie will put it up on the screen. So then he said to them, "Oh, how foolish you are!" Jesus likes to call people foolish every now and then, especially disciples. How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary? that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory. Was it not necessarily that the Messiah should suffer these things and enter his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets. So the first five books is what they consider Moses. But So pretty much the whole Torah. Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted for them the things about himself and all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it's almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So their journey from Jerusalem to Emmaus, I think it said it's like 60 stadia, which means not a lot to us. But it's about seven miles. So it's a pretty good pretty good hike, right? They're going a little bit of a ways. And so... It says, we don't know if they, what part of the journey they encountered him. So it could have been a mile in. It could have been the last mile. We don't know for sure. But for him to talk about Moses and the prophets and everything leading up to that time, he probably had half an hour maybe, I don't know, 45 minutes, two hours. We don't know for sure. But he gives them all of this information. And they're like, oh, something's pricked in their hearts and their heads. They're like, you should stay with us. We're going to go do this. We're going to go have dinner or whatever, right? So stay with us because it's almost late. And so he went to stay with them. And then when he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it. That may sound familiar to you. And then he gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened. And they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. Come on, Jesus. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? And then they go back to Jerusalem. So they've, they've done this seven-mile journey, and it's not like it's out on the, the trails out here where it's paved or it's got nice gravel on it. I mean, it's probably a decent enough road, but it's probably more like this one than anything that we're, we're going to be walking on for fun. They weren't walking on for fun. Necessarily. But seven miles, you know, you can walk a mile in what, maybe 15 to 20 minutes, depending on how, how quick you're going. They may have been a little bit faster than us because they were used to it and probably in better shape than a lot of us. But, because um, they were used to walking everywhere. But they went back that night. You know, they had taken this journey. And if it's, what is that, two hours maybe, maybe two and a half hours, and it was getting dark. And they just went back because they had just seen Jesus. They just realized who they had been spending this time with. And they wanted to go tell the others. So they went back and told the rest. It's like, we saw, 
we saw the people, we saw Jesus because their eyes had been open to this. There's another parallel um, from the earlier story. Young Jesus is in the temple. That's where the parents find him. They find Jesus in the temple when he's 12 years old. And his parents are like, why are you here? He's like, well, I told you, you know, I must be about my father's business. It's that same word, that E-D-E-I, which is what it looks like to us. It's in Greek or whatever. But that same word is used here, the same um, root word, I must be about. And it was funny that, that Julia had trouble with twas and twiz and twos or whatever it was, right? Because it could be, it is necessary, must happen. And I went ahead and throw behooves in there because all of us use that pretty often, right? It, it behooves you. But that was, that was one of the things that I, as I was kind of looking this up, that was a possibility. So if you want to throw that into one of your conversations, go for it and see what happens. Um, but it was necessary, right? And we've been talking about that a lot over the last several weeks is that Jesus kept telling his disciples over and over and over again, it is necessary. I must. It is, this is going to happen, right? And so when his parents come to find him, this couple came back to Jerusalem. They were looking for him. And he's like, of course, I must be about my father's business. And so when we get to this place in this, in this scripture, he tells his disciples, was it not? He tells these two, this couple who didn't really know that they were part of his crew necessarily because they didn't see him yet. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things? He must. Jesus was always about what his father's business was. And so we have another kind of a, a parallel. We have Luke 2 and we have Luke 24. We have this almost close almost encapsulating the whole of the, the book and what Jesus is doing with his disciples. I must be about my father's business. He's always doing what God intended. And then there's another parallel in this story to an even earlier story. Here, there, In this story, their eyes were open in the giving of the bread. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve we're looking to eat some fruit. And that fruit was going to open their eyes, but in a different way. There's two meals. There's this meal of bread that Jesus had just given the disciples prior to the Passover. And then there's meal, this this fruit, this thing that's going to open their eyes to a different reality. Their eyes were open when they accepted the fruit, this couple. But it revealed their shame and the hopelessness that they felt. But when our couple was with Jesus, and they took part in this meal, it reveals redemption and hope. In the older story, they ate and then they hid. They isolated, or they tried to isolate themselves. In this story, they ate and then they shared was seven miles back to town, but they couldn't wait to get back to tell the others. And I guess my question today is, have our eyes been open? I feel like for most of us in this room, we've probably at some point said, yeah, my eyes are open to this. I believe that Jesus is who he says he was, who he says he is. Have we had that kind of aha moment when you thought to yourself, 
this is the way. This is the way I want to live my life. Jesus is the only way, and his way is the very best for me. It was necessary for things to happen the way they did, not in some kind of fatalistic way, but to show us that God is different from us, how powerful and loving and vulnerable and open God is to those who follow after Jesus. That, that's his way, and that can be our way, to be that open and vulnerable, to come in front of others with this story that seems kind of far-fetched. This man who was dead is now alive, but it's made a difference in my life. I've met him. I've seen him. And for us, that's hard because we don't have the physical presence of Jesus. But when we take that bread, which we're going to do here in a second, we take that bread and that juice, we are reliving what Jesus was teaching his disciples years and years ago. We're remembering that sacrifice. We're remembering that at one point in our lives, that our eyes were open to that reality that Jesus is who he said he was. So I'm going to have Dan and Julia come back up. Dan's going to strum for us while we're playing, while we're going to take part in communion. See, Jesus was revealed in the breaking of the bread. And as we enter in this time of communion, I want us to just take a minute, take an extra moment to consider how God has been shown to us in Jesus. If your eyes are open and you're accepting of the body and the blood of Christ, what difference is it making in your life? If it's not, then have some time of reflection. Why not? You, like our couple on the road to Emmaus, have an opportunity. You can change course. And follow Jesus in the way. We started out journeying to Jerusalem, and then they started, and then the couple was journeying out. Jesus was on both roads. They just had to open their eyes to see him. So I'm going to have Dan strum for a minute. I want you to close your eyes, and I'll ask that question again. What difference is having your eyes open to Jesus? What difference is that making in your life? And if not, why isn't it making a difference? And then if you're ready in the next 30 seconds to a minute, you can come take the bread and the cup and bring it back to your seat. It says this scripture and a few others that Jesus took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and he gave it. There's a whole other sermon in all those words. But this bread represents Christ's body. And when he was with those two disciples, it opened their eyes. My prayer for us today is as we take and eat, that our eyes will be open to the reality that is Jesus Christ. Take and eat.
as we take this juice. It doesn't look like grape juice, but I promise it is. Um, and it's fresh. Um, but as we take the juice, think about our bodies being mostly liquid, right? Mostly water. Um, and as we take that juice, and we consider the fact that Jesus gave his blood, his, his life for us, as we drink that cup, we can, in a, I don't know, metaphysical way, in some kind of way, accept the reality of him coursing through our blood, through our veins. Um, and as we drink the cup and we take the cup, we sense the reality that Jesus lives within us. So as you take the cup, drink. Let me pray for us, and then Dan and Julie are going to lead us in a last song. Feel free to hang out a little bit. There may be a cookie or two back there still. I don't know. I didn't have any yet, so, and some coffee. We're grateful for you guys. Thank you for being here this morning. Next week, we'll be going back to kind of our format that we've been using a little more often. We'll have some discussion and things like that, but... um. <coughs> Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening for a few minutes. I pray that you would be blessed and that your eyes would be open to the reality of Jesus. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the people who are assembled here together, Lord. Um, I pray that each of our eyes would be open to you. Um, No matter the path or journey we find ourselves on, that you're right there with us. You love us. You care about us. And you wish to be revealed in our lives. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Koinos Podcast. If you like what you hear, like, subscribe, and share it. You can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at CC and on YouTube at Koinos Community Church. Until next time, be well, do good, and love others.